When I was a kid, I worked for my dad. He was a veterinarian, and it was a lot of fun working in the office. I loved playing with the animals, working with the animals. The thing that fascinated me the most were the, the dogs and cats. The dogs and cats had two very different personalities. The dogs, of course, would be barking, barking, woo, 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 trying to intimidate everybody and everything, showing their teeth and salivating, etc. And the cats would just kind of lay there, maybe do a little, a little spinning, but mostly just kind of laid back and cool. Then I noticed that when the cats and dogs played together, it was really interesting. Because you have this big 50, 60 pound dog playing with, uh, playing at fighting, of course, playing with this cute little cat. And the cat would lay it on its back and just kind of be lying there, fluffy, relaxed, paws up a little bit. And the dog would, of course, start barking, 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 and try to push the cat a little bit with his nose and barking, barking, barking. And finally, it got to the point where I guess the cat got fed up and then would swipe at the dog's nose. And this was the funny part. So you have this little tiny cat, maybe 10, 15 pounds, fighting this big dog, maybe 50 or 60 pounds. The cat was totally relaxed, and the dog, of course, was very aggressive with the barking. The cat would wait for the proper moment, and all of a sudden, whew, the, the paw would fly out with nails at the end, cut the dog's nose, and the dog would be whimpering away, crying. Oh, man, that was always so much fun to watch. And I was thinking that, actually, that's a good thing that I can learn for martial arts, because even back then I was studying some martial arts. And I did notice that there are two types of fighters. There are the types that really show a very aggressive force and like to yell and scream, oh, I'm tougher than you, I'm going to get your butt. And we had some of the people who were kind of laid back, almost gentle. Uh, when I was studying with some of the masters around, around the world, I noticed that we had some masters who were very aggressive and almost hostile in their intent and their uh, demeanor when they would be teaching people how to fight. And then we had the other ones who were kind of laid back and sweet and gentle. And the ones that were the best, I found, I thought, were the ones who were a little bit more laid back, a little bit more gentle. And, and the ones that were laid back and a little more gentle did seem to be the best fighters. Because the difference between how, you, how, how we per perceived that sort of fighter, we thought they were gentle and sweet, and they were, they were pretty, you know, nice, salt-of-the-earth type of people. Uh, that's how we expected them to fight, but of course, when they started fighting, it was like flip, flipping the switch, and then all of a sudden, you had this um, tiger jump out and be really, really an amazing fighter. So when you fight the one who, who acts like a dog, you're expecting a fight. You're expecting them to be strong and maybe abusive and maybe aggressive. But you're not expecting that from the cat, like cat-like uh, instructor, who was very laid back. But then, if you cross the line towards aggression, that would very, very quickly, of course, end the fight, uh, and it would be much more powerful than the dog, uh, the one with a doggy, dog-like personality would do. Well, you may ask. What does this have to do with teaching karate? Well, it's everything. Uh, I've kind of patterned my way of teaching on the cat-like response, the gentle, laid-back uh, response to aggression. I found that if you actually have that kind of a laid-back 
relaxed face and aggression. Sometimes if you are uh, going to be attacked or someone starts threatening you, if you were relaxed and laid back, sometimes it would bring down the level of hostility. And then, of course, uh, many cases you didn't have to fight at all. The big thing was, if you were uh, perceived as a gentle, laid-back person, a person who wouldn't hurt a flea, for example, and then all of a sudden when you are attacked, the person, of course, is perceiving you kind of maybe as a wuss. Who knows? But at least not as a really aggressive fighter. And then suddenly you go from being the laid-back, gentle person to a real uh, tiger. The difference between how they saw you and how you really are would uh, kind of destroy the perceptions of, of what you're like. And that would make it very difficult for them to fight you effectively, efficiently. So when I teach kids and adults, I try to teach them in a way that reflects my uh, point of view on how a real fighter should be. Uh, I, I try to get them to be really kind of gentle, laid back. I don't want them to brag about their skills. If they're in a confrontation, I don't want them to get into a really aggressive karate stance. I want them to actually to put their hands up in a, in a stance that kind of looks um, almost like they're giving up or they don't really want to fight. I, they really shouldn't want to fight anyway. No one should wa want to fight. And I find that in a real hostile situation, this would work much more efficiently. Whereas if I'm teaching my students to be aggressive and uh, no fear, that no fear thing is kind of crazy. Everyone feels fear. So uh, pretending you're not afraid is really nuts. Um, everyone's afraid. It's not the fear. It's how you use the fear. Use the fear efficiently, of course. It makes you stronger and a better fighter. But be that as it may. So I want, I want everyone to really kind of come across as laid back, uh, hands up, you know, in a sign of peace in front. And then let the person who is the attacker or the aggressor uh, perhaps throw the first blow. Or if they feel you're not really interested in fighting, maybe they'll walk away. Sometimes I teach my students to try to figure out a way, a common ground, uh, so you end up shaking the person's hand rather than actually fighting the person. Often fights are really based on aggression, and one aggressive person faces the other aggressive person, and the level of aggression just kind of grows and grows and grows until a fight happens. And in that situation, sometimes just coming, coming across as not a threat, as a non-threat, means you don't have to fight. But if you do have to fight, once again, you're ready to fight, and you're ready to fight from a position that really will kind of uh, be disconcerting uh, to the attacker and gives you a better chance to really be successful. I call this kind of martial artist a, a gentle warrior. Um, so with kids, I think it's especially important to teach uh, how not to fight. If people are really skilled at martial arts and they've got really amazing self-defense and hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, there's no reason for them to come across in a bullying way uh, at the beginning. They really can be kind of laid back and um, a little more gentle, not so aggressive. And this goes for adults as well. So when, I, when you are really taking a course in martial arts or even in self-defense, it's a good idea really, I think, to uh, monitor the class or meet the person teaching to see what their, their point of view is. I'm not saying that the aggressive point of view doesn't work. There is a certain level of intimidation with that. But I'm saying that in most cases, doing it, doing it from the other point of view, the more laid back, relaxed, um, I'm not really, uh, I don't really want to fight point of view, I think in the long run 
will be more, uh, will, will be a better, will show a better outcome. If you're interested in finding out more about me, my name is Sensei Rick, uh, or about my karate school, you can log on to OG, like old credits, ogkarate.com, and you get a good background and what I do and why I do it. And then also, you can, of course can email me, uh, ogkarate at gmail.com, and then I can uh, contact you back. Thank you.